We don't need new foria. We need old foria, the joy in what already exists. We need simple foria, the joy in streamlining. We need enough foria, the celebration that what we have and who we are is already enough. This is your time. How can we earn twice as much in half the time with joy and ease while serving the highest good? That is our guiding question here at the Free Time Cafe, your home for heart-based business. I'm your host, Jenny Blake. Join me for conversations with authors, friends, and fellow business owners as we explore ways to free your mind, time, and team to do your best work. Now, on to today's show. Welcome back, free timers. I've got another rolling in dough crossover for you today. This is one of the most popular posts in recent weeks from my Substack, Rolling in Dough, Divine Disaster Diaries from a Breadwinning Business Owner Living in New York City. I've had this rolling for seven months now, if you can believe it, after I got the news that my contract would be ending with my favorite former client. Rolling in Dough is my project to document what happens after that, what happens when you lose your biggest client. I've been posting twice a week, pretty much without fail for these last seven months. So if you're not already subscribed, I encourage you to check out any of my three Substacks, Dough, Pivot, and Free Time by visiting my profile at substack.com slash at Jenny Blake. Without further ado, I bring you Climbing Down the Entrepreneurial Ladder, Sidestepping Status Games to Find the Bliss in Simplicity. From one of my favorite humorous writer substacks, Shalom Oslander's fetal position, he writes, Things today are way better than things, capital T, have ever been. Cavemen had sticks. In the Middle Ages, they had typhoid. We have iPhones and Herman Miller chairs and shoes with air in the soles. Inside the soles. How do they get the air inside the soles? We are living in the golden age of things, in the golden empire of things. This is from his post, Beckett drove a du chavot. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but I'll put the link in the show notes. That article is hilarious. I first encountered the Apple billboard a few days after Christmas. I was walking down 14th Street in the meatpacking district, and there it was. Newphoria. Hallelujah. New jargon for the rampant consumerism of the holidays and beyond. New and shiny plus fleeting hedonic treadmill euphoria equals newphoria. Side note, I probably was so triggered by this billboard because I find the holidays stressful as is, and I feel so much pressure at Christmas time, especially not just to spend a lot of money on plane tickets to go see family, but the gifting. I just feel like spending on material things becomes so stressful and out of control. And so here was this big Apple billboard blinking at me saying, new euphoria. Alas, I digress. Back to the post. 15. Blazes like a beacon for the Apple store below, luring and ensuring that passersby upgrade to the latest, greatest device. The ad features an intimate face-down photo of the newest iPhone's somebody tell me why this is so special camera. The lenses look like oversized eyeballs or lily pads leading to the promised land of Newphoria. Now, this billboard almost sent me on a signage rant. I did a rant in a previous post. I'll put that in the show notes right then and there. 
but instead I quietly snapped a photo with my lowly iPhone 13 Pro Max and tucked it into my digital pocket so I could remember to vent at a future date. Maybe it's just a holiday promo to incite phone FOMO, I thought at the time. But there it was again this week, still standing, taunting me, begging me to respond. Don't mind if I do. You know what we don't need, Apple? We don't need new Foria. We need old Foria, the joy in what already exists. We need simple Foria, the joy in streamlining. We need enough Foria, the celebration that what we have and who we are is already enough. New Foria so often becomes a mirage, greener grass always just out of reach. New Foria is the shine of the long tail, the tiny tip that we see, hear, and read about atop the peak of success. While most of us content creators exist and subsist in the very long tails trough. New Foria, at least as it relates to running a small business, is not always all it's cracked up to be. I was fortunate to get featured in the New York Times one magical time throughout the last decade plus of trying to land coverage for three books, and I couldn't be happier at the headline. Climbing down the corporate ladder. This tickled me. It still does. I was so happy to wave the flag for moving back down, just as I had while working at Google. People management was not for me. We'll be right back just after this. After my promotion to team lead early in my career and my time there, a junior role bogged down by pushing pixels across PowerPoint strategy decks, slogging through performance review write-ups, and attending never-ending back-to-back meetings, I looked up the rungs at my possible future in middle management and said, not for me. So I moved back down, cross if we're being generous, and into an individual contributor role less than a year later. As I further explored this idea that not all of us aspire to some tiny peak atop success mountain, I premised one of my earliest keynote speeches circa 2011 to 2013, pre-pivot, on treating your career like a smartphone, not a ladder. I encouraged people to download apps, skills, projects, and experiences that make their phone rewarding, functional, and unique. After all, no two screens are alike. We don't compete for who has better apps, just who has the best apps for you. Of course, every now and then there are bugs to work out through bigger operating system upgrades too. The entrepreneurial world has its own ladders of status and success. In his article on the ladders of wealth creation, Nathan Berry, the founder of ConvertKit, writes, There's a reliable progression that anyone can take to earn more and build wealth. In fact, I like to think of it as a series of ladders side by side. Each one can climb to different heights in both the quality of business and potential earnings. To illustrate this idea, he includes a graphic that has a very short ladder on the far left, time for money. The second ladder is a little bit bigger, three rungs instead of two, called your own service business. The third ladder has four rungs now about productized services. And then the fourth ladder is the highest of all, and it's about selling products. And that includes things like marketplaces and social networks, SaaS, software as a service, subscription software, physical products and e-commerce, products sold into an existing system. In theory, this tallest ladder has the most opportunity for scale and wealth building. But what few people seem eager to talk about 
What if you're terrible at operating at those higher rungs like I am? What if you're merely competent at managing teams, but it drains your life force? What if you get altitude sickness when dealing with this level of complexity? As I approach my 13th year of self-employment, I can look back and say that my most miserable months coincided precisely with when I ran the biggest team, one that was still tiny by most outside standards. I thought it was what I was supposed to do, have a growing coterie of consultants on retainer, an attorney, a sales agent, who sold nothing, a program manager for corporate licensing and speaking clients, two entry-level admins, a community manager for my membership program, and a podcast production team. As my friend Charlie Gilkey calls it in a free time episode, the social overhead of managing that many people made me increasingly miserable. I couldn't hear myself think no matter how many systems I devised or how much I delegated. So shortly after free time launched, I let everybody go, leaving just me and the podcast production team for the summer of 2022. I was instantly happier. I had peace again in my heart, my inboxes, and my Slack channels. Today, I work with a wonderful part-time VA, and I'll even be pausing the podcast soon. Simple, creative, tiny for ya. One of my favorite explorations of this topic comes from my friend Jonathan Fields from his blog archives in a classic piece called The Unfortunate Middle. He writes, With rare exception, the middle is not the easier, most comfortable place to be, but rather the hardest to sustain and the least rewarding on nearly every level. Sure, it protects you from the anxiety of growth and the stress of survival, but it also ends up feeling like the worst of both worlds. I am obsessed with stories of people who purposefully downsize their small business, a category the U.S. government defines as fewer than 500 employees, mind-blowing, to even smaller, particularly after experiencing success at, quote, higher levels. It reminds me of one of my favorite childhood board games, Shoots and Ladders, billed as an exciting up-and-down game for little children. If only these swerves were so exciting as adults, when it often feels like our very survival needs are at stake. Maybe they can make one for creatives and small business owners. Get featured on Substack? Climb the ladder two rows. Failure to delegate? down you go. Land a whale of a client, hike up seven levels. Lose that client to economic contraction, curl into a fetal position at square one. Double down on the creative arts, build the ladder you damn self. I appreciated Catherine Ross's financial transparency in her recent post on closing the second location of her fern scene business in Tacoma, Washington. She writes, most importantly, I have hope again. For the first time in a long time, I feel like I'm running a manageable operation, something that fits my life, not constantly chasing the dream of growth that exceeds my capacity. Stay small, friends. Trust me on this one. As I reflected on climbing back down my own entrepreneurial ladder, past a construction site just a bit further down 14th Street, I laughed when I saw it. An actual ladder lying flat on the ground. Ha! I thought to myself, what if it's that easy? What if, instead of a vertical climb, you just lay that ladder down and stroll right across? Or even skip through, hopscotch style? I looked up and chuckled again. The back of that same Apple ad was still in view. Serendipity signage flipped and reversed. Here's to Soulphoria.
If you've listened this far, you get a gold star. Thank you. Word of mouth is the most joyful way we can grow this show, and it helps us land interviews with the luminaries and insightful guests that you would most love to hear from. Please send this episode to a friend who might find it helpful. And for show notes and related links from this episode, visit itsfreetime.com. While you're there, make sure you're subscribed to the Time Well Spent newsletter. You'll get instant access to my tech toolkit, a continually updated list of all the software I use, along with the total monthly spend to run my business, where no one works full-time, even me. Visit itsfreetime.com slash join. Remember, you are running the show. It's time for radical reimagining and everything is up for grabs. Let it be easy. Let it be fun and build with love.